It's Friday. Time to have some fun on this episode of Locked On Sox. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sox. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are free and available on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sean, that's S-E-A-N, underscore W, underscore Anderson. On today's episode, we're going to be having some fun. Again, TGIF, shout out to my mom. Uh, She always loved a good Friday, and I love a good Friday, getting closer to the holidays, crazy weather uh, out in the past couple days. Thankfully, I wasn't affected by the bad and strong weather and strong winds we had uh, this week. But if you were affected by it, uh, hearts and prayers go out to you. Hopefully, you are safe and okay. But it was, especially on Wednesday when it was 60 degrees out, tough to get in the holiday mood. So, you know, it, it might not feel like Friday, December 17th, but it is Friday, December 17th, 2021. Again, uh, shout out to my mom. TGIF to all Locked On Sox listeners. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the White Sox losing a reliever. We have a White Sox-themed Sporkle quiz. I have talked to two people about last week's Sporkle quiz, and no one said it was bad, so I'll try to make it a little bit better and hopefully uh, as entertaining as as hopefully last week's was. But we'll do another Sporkle quiz. I'll try to show off my White Sox trivia knowledge. And then finally, we will preview Monday's show. And I have a question for you. What do you want for Christmas? Let's make it Sox related. What do you want for White Sox Christmas? Do you little boys and girls want to unwrap, uh, you know, the lockout ending on December 25th? Do you guys want a certain free agent under the tree? What do you want stocking your stuffings, right? Do you want, uh, who are the, the mascots back in the 80s, right? Ribarb and Ruby and I don't know. One of those two, you guys want those things, the, the dinosaurs or whatever they are. You want those people back? Call in 312-566-8727, or you could write us an email at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Let's get into the, the meat and potatoes of today's episode, and the White Sox have lost a reliever. Per John Heyman, the Yankees have signed right-handed pitcher Jimmy Cordero to a minor league deal, the pitcher formerly with the White Sox, Phillies, and Jays. You may be wondering who's Jimmy Cordero. You might have tuned into this team just last year. You might be only a fan of the 2021 White Sox. Maybe Tony Larusa brought you back to the 2021 White Sox. Maybe the winning in 2020 got you back on the bandwagon and you missed Jimmy Cordero. Well, let's catch you up on the Jimmy Cordero story when it becomes White Sox related. In May of 2019, he was designated for assignment by the Washington Nationals. Then two weeks later, after being picked up by the Blue Jays, he was DFA'd again. Then he was picked up by the Mariners and then placed on waivers again in June. And that's when the White Sox picked him up. In 2019, for the rest of June to the end of the season, Cordero pitched 30 games with the White Sox, totaling 36 innings pitched. He had a 2.75 ERA. There's a stat out there called ERA+. Plus. ERA plus takes a player's ERA and normalizes it across the league. It accounts for external factors like ballpark and opponents. And then finally, to put a nice, you know, bow and ribbon, let's keep it holiday themed. 
bow and ribbon on it. It adjusts. So a score of 100 is league average and 150 is 50% better than league average, right? You could flip that 50 per, uh, if you have a 50 ERA plus, that's 50% worse than the league average. In 2019, Cordero had an ERA plus of 168. Fairly small sample size, 36 innings pitch, but he was effective in the games that he was in in 2019. He had a sub one whip, and the Sox are like, well, why not? Let's bring him back. Jimmy Cordero was great. He pitched 30 games for us from June to September. And Ricky Renteria told that and saw that and said, on my playoff team that's only going to play 60 games, I will use Jimmy Cordero. In half of those games, Jimmy Cordero was the most used pitcher for the White Sox in that shortened 2020 season, and he did not have the same success that he did in the 30 games in 2019. In the 2020-30 games that he pitched, he pitched in 26 and two-thirds innings. He allowed 18 earned runs in those 26 and two-thirds innings, and he had an ERA plus of 74 about 25% worse than league average. And his whip that was sub-1 in 2019 ballooned up to 1.5. Jimmy was used a lot, and that ended up leading to a breakdown in his body. He pitched in two spring training games in 2021 and then underwent Tommy John surgery in March 2021. Now, this isn't an an emergency Jimmy Cordero podcast. The White Sox are going to be fine without Jimmy Cordero. They were just fine without Jimmy Cordero, but it is a body and those in depth is always, you know, important to baseball teams and especially the White Sox because injuries can affect you at any point and the bullpen wasn't as strong as we thought it would be last year. And you look at the bullpen now, I think you can write in pen, obviously, Liam Hendricks into that bullpen. You can write in pen Aaron Bummer's name. You can write in pen Kendall Graveman's name, who just got an $8 million a year contract. I think you can write in pen the names of Garrett Crochet and Reynaldo Lopez. It'll be interesting to see what they do with those two players this year. I think both of those guys can act as swing arms. We saw Reynaldo come in and have some spot starts in the 2021 season. And Garrett Crochet came out of college as a starting pitcher. This team is still mentioned that Garrett Crochet will be stretched out. So it's possible that you see maybe both, maybe just specifically Garrett Crochet in a similar swingman Michael Kopech role this upcoming year in 2022. It's a very tough job they have to stretch out Garrett Crochet. Um, A a very interesting storyline this offseason that we'll have to talk about. But I think you got four, five names right now that are penned into the White Sox bullpen. Liam Hendricks, Aaron Bummer, Kendall Graveman, uh, Garrett Crochet, and Reynaldo Lopez. I think you can also pen in Jose Ruiz's name. You know, Ruiz isn't bad. He's not great. He is a guy that will give you arms. I, I love foolish baseball and the way that he describes Uh, Inning eaters as gym inning eaters. I think that some of the best baseball names are, you know, Teddy Ball Game or or the old expression that Tanny used to use a lot on this show, Jim Dandy of a ball game. Who was Jim Dandy, right? That's the question I pose to you. And uh, Jim Inning Eater uh, is what Jose Ruiz was to the White Sox in 2021. And he was still effective. I don't want to say that he was not effective. He had an ERA plus of 143. He's going to eat up 65 innings and give you an ERA of 305 some good work right there. I don't know if I want to see more of Jose Ruiz, but if we still see that performance next year, I'd be thrilled. 
But you look deeper into some of the Jose Ruiz numbers, and I don't think that he should be getting more of a prominent role in the White Sox bullpen. I think that if he's a guy that's trying to put out fires, if he's a guy that's just trying to give you some length at the end of the game, that's fine. He finished 23 games out of 59 that he appeared in. He can give you innings. So Jose Ruiz, I'm fine with putting his name in pen. So you got Ruiz, Crochet, Lopez, Bummer, Graveman, and Hendricks. That's six names in pen. Question marks around Craig Kimbrell. Will they trade him? Will they not? Will they find a spot for him in the bullpen, a role that he can be used in and be comfortable in? That is one of, if not the biggest question uh, for the White Sox this offseason. And there's still the matter of Ryan Tapera. Tapera was better than Kimbrell last year for the White Sox out of the pen. He is a free agent. You wonder what he would get. I don't think it'd be too far off from Graveman. I don't think it's crazy to theorize that Ryan Tapera could get two years, $16 million total, maybe one year, $10 million, one year, $9 million, one year, $8 million plus incentives. I think Ryan Tapera would be around that. Do the White Sox want to go and spend that money to get him in the bullpen? I'm not sure. It seemed like they really, really wanted to tout how good their bullpen was and uh, in going into the 2021 season, and we saw the results. They were underwhelming, I think is the safest way to say. You'd expect them, and I think they were even telling you, to expect them to be a top three bullpen in the majors last year. And I think they fell short of that mark. And some of that was defensive issues, some of that was bad luck, and some of that was injuries as well. So it's an interesting bullpen that the White Sox have to fill out, and that's going to be very interesting to see how they attack that once the lockout is over. A couple names that you know might be you know on the on the roster at some point definitely guys that will be in spring training uh ryan burr had some time with the team in 2021 matt foster had time with the team in 2020 and 2021 foster was really good in 2020 and then kind of lost it in 2021 maybe he can find it if he can find it that's another great piece and you know matt foster showed a lot when he first came up but i don't know how much of that he can replicate and finally one name that you might be thinking of where's evan marshall evan marshall has received Tommy John surgery Uh, back in October. He elected to have Tommy John surgery, so he will be out for the entirety of the 2022 season. So right now, you can pen in six names into the White Sox bullpen. That is Hendricks, that's Bummer, that's Graveman, Crochet, Lopez, and Ruiz. Outside of that, the spots are a little bit murky. We'll see what the White Sox do this offseason to address those concerns. Next on Lockdown Sox, I try my White Sox trivia knowledge. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered with chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And they're high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. I know Lockdown Sox listeners know Built Bar from Tanny and Herb's relationship with them. I know I know Built Bar from my relationship with Tanny and Herb. I show up to work at the 670 The Score Studios, and in every drawer, there's probably a loose Built Bar. I know Tanny and Herb were always bringing Built Bars around. I've seen every flavor, raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. Tanny wouldn't stop talking about his favorite flavor, the German chocolate cake. Because it gave him the extra fuel he needed to get through the day. So this holiday season, stock your stuffings with a few Built Bars. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. 
We are back on Lockdown White Sox. TGIF, it's Friday fun. We're trying to have some fun on a Friday. Get you through the day. Maybe you had a rough week at work. Maybe you're stuck at traffic. Maybe you're bored and be stuck in your house dealing with some COVID stuff. Hopefully, you know, this this 30-minute podcast, whatever it will end up being, gets you through the day. Appreciate you listening. For all those people that make Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day, we do appreciate you. We're free and available on all platforms. I did this last week. Again, this is only my second Friday hosting, so I'm, I'm trying something new, trying the Friday fun thing. Last week we did some Sporkle quizzes, and we're going to do it again today. Last uh, week I tried to name all 47 players that were on the 2021 roster I think I got like 43. Maybe I'm helping myself out there. Maybe I got like 38. I didn't do great. I did okay. I got I got above the average, which I was happy about, but I could have done better. Today, we're going to be naming the White Sox draft picks worth at least five war in their career. So I got 10 minutes to name 39 players. There's 39 players on this list. I am given the year the player was drafted, the round the player was drafted in. I'm given total career war for the player and I'm given their position. So an example would be the first player is 2014, round one. Their war is 6.6 for their career, and their position is starting pitcher, right? That's what I have, and then we're just going to try to guess those names. And to qualify, a player must have been drafted and signed with the Chicago White Sox and also reached the majors with the team. The war value accumulated in their career does not necessarily need to have come completely with Chicago, a.k.a., you know, I know one of the names that are going to be, a little spoiler alert, guys, I know one of the names of the 39 players that are on here. Uh, We'll use him as an example. Chris Sale. Chris Sale was drafted by the White Sox. His war total would include his White Sox war and his Red Sox war. If you guys are ready, I'm ready. Let's get it going. We have 39 players to name in 10 minutes. Again, we are doing can you name the White Sox draft picks worth at least five war in this career? Starting in three, two, one. First player, year uh, year is 2014, round one, 6.6 war for their position, and they are starting pitcher. That is Carlos Rodon. We love the big lefty. We love the no-hitter. We love Carlos Rodon. Hope he comes back. 2013, round one, 6.2 war for this player, and they play shortstop. This is easy. It's Tim Anderson. It's tough to forget TA7. There's not much more to say. I think the early ones will be easier to get. 2011, round six, war 12.4. For shortstop, that is a guy that racked up most of that war on a different team and signed a big contract this season. And I don't know how to spell his name. There it is. Marcus Simeon, S-E-M-I-E-N. Uh, and Marcus Simeon, uh, a guy that I think White Sox fans wanted the team to re-sign, bring him back, get him in the black and white. And uh, that didn't happen. He's in Texas. We got three so far out of 39. Next up, re- yeah, year 2010, round one, 43 war, starting pitcher. This has to be the easiest one. It's the example I gave you. It is Chris Sale. Uh, I can't type. Here we go. Chris Sale. All right, 2010, round three, 6.2 war for a relief pitcher. I don't know who this is. Uh, Bummer? No. 2010 relief pitcher, Addison Reed. Addison Reed! Hey, we got five guys. We got Carlos Rodon, Tim Anderson, Marcus Simeon, Chris Sale, and Addison Reed. We are through the 2010s, and this is where it will get difficult. Next up, 2008. A year round one, the White Sox took a player that accumulated 6.1 war through their career, and they played second base and third base. Ugh, I don't know this one. I'm going to skip it. I don't know. 
Uh, third baseman. Matt Davidson? No, because he didn't play second base. He also played second base. All right, we're about two minutes into this quiz. I got eight minutes left, and I've only named five of these guys. Let me try to rattle some of these off. Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas, 1989, uh, round one. He accumulated 73.9 uh, war in his career. First base and DH. I knew the White Sox took him so we can get him off there. Uh, in 1988, round one, player accumulated 56.1 war. Uh, that's Robin Ventura. So we got two there in the, the 80s. Uh, this is my ADHD not wanting to bounce around because uh, I see some of the guys. Uh, we'll go back to the 2000s. Um, the, the guys that are at like six war will be a little bit tough. Uh, so we got 2008 round one, uh, second and third baseman worth 6.1 war. And then 2007 round five, a player that is a relief pitcher worth about 6.2 war. Uh, I'll just be taking guesses for the most part. So I'll try to skip over that. Uh, 2006 round 30, 8.4 war for a starting pitcher. <sighs> what about Danks? No, it's not Danks. Uh, Quintana? wasn't drafted by them. I think he was drafted by the Yankees. I don't know. Uh, 2003, round two, 6.6 war for an outfielder, Joe Borchard. No, no Joe Borchard. Did they know that that he hit a 500-foot home run? Uh, Does that count? Because that could could count. It it should count because I remember it. Uh, Okay, so I'm really stuck on these 2000s here. Uh, Let's just jump to where I know. 1998, an outfielder worth 20.9 war. Uh, Mags, Ordonez, Carlos Lee, Aaron Rowan. There we go. Uh, so he was a supplementary pick in 1998 in the first round. He was worth 20.9 war outfielder Aaron Rowan of the 2005 White Sox. Traded for Jim Tomey. Uh, it's always crazy. In that same draft, in round 38, they took a starting pitcher worth 40 or 59.3 war for a starting pitcher. That's more than David Ortiz, and that's a man who is on the Hall of Fame ballot for a second year. That's Mark Burley. So we got nine players so far. Carlos Rodon, Tim Anderson, Marcus Simeon, Chris Sale, Addison Reed. Uh, 1998, we have Aaron Rowan and Mark Burley. And then in 1989, we have Frank Thomas. And 1988, we have Robin Ventura. Uh, 1987, first rounder, is starting pitcher worth 28 war. We're jumping around, but I think it's probably Blackjack McDowell. There we go. All right, 1971, round one. Outfielder and DH worth 38.7 war. It has to be the man. Number three, Harold Baines. All right, so we got 11 out of 39. Uh, 1990, round five, 38.8 war for a second baseman. Is that Ray Durham? It is. There we go. 12 out of 39 we got so far. We are five minutes in. Five minutes left. Uh, Let's jump still. 1982, round one, 14.6 war for a catcher. I only know really one catcher that's not uh, Carlton Fisk, and I got it. It's my man, Kark, Ron Karkovice. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you much about Ron Karkovice, except for the fact that he exists. Uh, 1978, round three, 18 war for a starting pitcher. Uh, Hoyt Wilhelm. Or am I thinking, I'm thinking of Lamar Hoyt. Was he a draft pick for the White Sox? RIP Lamar Hoyt. Uh, he was not. Uh, 1970, round nine, 41.4 war for a relief pitcher? Gossage? Baby! Goose Gossage! We got 14 out of 39. 
Just name the Hall of Famers. I'll just find the Hall of Famers. I can do that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name the guy who has 5.4 WAR who was drafted in 1973 in round three. Come on, I'm not gonna be able to do that one. I don't, I'm kind of regretting the, the 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 quiz pick here. I'm, this is tough. I got about uh, three minutes and 20 seconds left. Uh, I gotta just start naming names and quit being afraid. 1991, round 18. 46.7 war for an outfielder. Uh, Mike Cameron was a draft pick of the White Sox, and it's Mike Cameron, 1991, round 18. Uh, Mike Cameron was selected by the White Sox, made most of that war with the Mariners, came back, hit John Rauch. Is John Rauch on this? No. Oh, John Rauch is on this! 1999, round 3. 6.2 war for the starting pitcher and relief pitcher. John Rauch, John Rauch, John Rauch. Let's go. The Rauch to Cameron connection. It's always been strong. We love it. 16 out of 39. Honestly, I got five minutes and 20 seconds, or uh, two minutes and tw- uh, 40 seconds remaining, and I don't even care. Uh, oh, wow. Mike Cameron and John Rauch giving me a huge rush here. Oh, man. John Garland? Would John Garland be on this list? John Garland was not on this list. Is he a Cub? Was he drafted by the Cubs? I'm not sure. Neil Cotts? Neil Cotts on this list? Neil Cotts not on this list. Oh, boy. Um, I don't think Alexi was drafted, but no. Um, let's try some, uh, this usually helps on these sparkle quizzes. We just try generic names like Johnson. There's Lamar Johnson. I was thinking maybe the, uh, maybe Lance Johnson, but he wasn't drafted. Uh, Johnson, Jackson, maybe Darren's on this list. Uh, Smith is a big one. Uh, Williams. I don't know who, maybe Kenny. Uh, no, no Williams. Uh, Hernandez, uh, Gonzalez. I know it was Manny uh, Fernandez. Fernandez? Manny Fernandez? Hey, Alex Fernandez. Wasn't Manny. My bad. But first round, 1990. I think he had a, 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 a no-hitter. Uh, Alex Fernandez, 28.6 war, uh, starting pitcher for the White Sox. He was drafted in round one of 1990. Uh, there is a minute and 30 seconds left. 18 out of 39 we've gotten so far. I'd like to get at least two more before the time runs up. Again, a minute and 30 seconds left. Uh, 2008 round one. I I just can't think of who the White Sox took at second base. Um, And and the tough part is it's guys that they possibly could have traded too. Uh, Relief pitchers are tough. I I thought Garland maybe. I mean, Phil Umber? Philip Umber? Philip Umber? I don't know how to spell Umber. Philip, nope, he's not on there. Um, man, 20, 2002, round 17. I mean, the White Sox are able to find some some guys deep in here. You got round 18 in 1974, 1977, round 20, uh, 1991, uh, round 18. I mean, they've, they've had some decent picks. I just, I'm going blank on a lot of these guys. Uh, Joe Creedy, 1996, round five. I just got him, uh, 14.7. Third base, there's 15 seconds left. Uh, I have no idea who, uh, Loise, uh, I don't know. Uh, five seconds left. Um, Ross Glode. Ross Glode, give it to me. No. Uh, Josh Fields. No. Okay. That's it. 19 out of 39 is what we got. We'll go through yesteryear and go through the names I missed in this Sporkle quiz. I got a 19 out of 39 next here on Locked On Sox. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website at betonline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. 
From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. This is Lockdown White Sox. We got a Monday mailbag coming to you on Monday. Shocker, who knew? And you can get your questions and answers in to 312-566-8727 if you want to leave us a voicemail, or you can write in at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Question I'm going to ask you guys, you don't have to answer it, but if you want to play along, what do you want for White Sox Christmas? What would you, what would you love to see uh, White Sox related uh, under under your tree, right? Uh, or, or, or this holiday, what gift would you like to receive White Sox related. I'll share that with you on Monday. We're continuing with the Sporkle Quiz results, and we will start off with the players we missed. I got 19 out of 39. First up, uh, Gordon Beckham. I, I missed Gordon Beckham. My, I, I can tell a quick Gordon Beckham story. Uh, Gordon Beckham, uh, I went to the uh, Mark Burley Perfect Game. I don't know if you guys know, uh, if, you, if you've listened to this podcast. Uh, and he walked up, and uh, it was the first time I heard Our Love by The Outfield, uh, one of my favorite songs. So shout out to, to Gordon Beckham. Really upset that I forgot that name. Uh, that makes so much sense, second base and third base. Uh, not a lot of war, but uh, very hyped up. They should have put very hyped uh, next to Gordon Beckham. I would have gotten him. Very easily. Uh, 2007, round five, the White Sox took Nate Jones, a name I could have gotten. 2006, round 30, they took Hector Santiago, another name I probably could have gotten. 2003, round two, Ryan Sweeney. That one didn't really ring a bell to me. This is a guy I should have gotten, but it really didn't think of me that he started as a White Sox. One of the tough ones where he uh, he switched and got his, most of his war with a different team. But uh, Brandon McCarthy, uh, year 2002, round 17, Brandon McCarthy uh, accumulated 9.2 war in his career. The guy with the nicest career in, in, the, in MLB history. He's got 69 career wins and an ERA of 420. Uh, so nice, Brandon McCarthy. 1998, round one. See, the, the round one ones are the tough ones. I should have gotten Gordon Beckham. I'll be kicking myself all day on that one uh but you know, a lot of you guys especially uh you older people who were around in 1998 uh, i know that probably might be a jarring sentence to some of you i was born in 97 uh, this was the first draft i would be around for in 98 so maybe i should have remembered kip wells uh career eight war uh for the starting pitcher they selected in round one 1996 round 13 they took chad bradford i remember him from the Moneyball days i don't remember him as a white Sox pitcher 1993 round 15 they took mike sirotka uh, in 1991, round 11, they took Al Levine, relief pitcher. In 1990, round four, they took James Baldwin. We missed him. In 1986, round three, we missed Rad, Scott Radinsky. I could have gotten Radinsky. I booked Scott Radinsky for hit and run to talk with Matt Spiegel. It was a really great conversation. Uh, so go check that out. I think that was in 2020. So I missed Rad there. 1985, round four, missed Bobby, Bobby Thigpen. I would have assumed he had more war. Only 7.8 war for Bobby Thigpen. Uh, Scott Radinsky, just for reference, 6.5 war. So basically they're you know worth the same amount, basically. I mean, the, the difference between 1.3 war is very negligible, especially over a career. Um, but Thigpen, with the 57 saves in, what was that, 90? Uh, you, you know, I'd assume that he'd have more war than that. But it was really only that year for Thigpen. In 1978, round three, they took Britt Burns, 18 war uh, for the starting pitcher. Not a name that rings a bell to me. 1977, round 20, Ross Bumgarten, uh, 5.2 war for the starting pitcher. 1976, uh, round one, it's not Mike Trout, it's Steve Trout. 
1974, round three, Pete Vukovic missed him. 1974, I missed Dave Frost. He was round 18. 1973, round three, Ken Kravik. 1970, round two, Terry Forster. And 1966, first rounder, Carlos May. Some names in there that I don't remember, and that's on me being a youngster. I got to read some more White Sox history stuff. And and if you guys got some good White Sox history books, feel free to send them over to me. Uh, I, I love some recommendations. I don't read often, but in 2022, I could probably be a better person and read a little bit more. Again, Monday, we will have a mailbag for you. I want to know, what do you want for White Sox Christmas? Call in 312-566-8727 or you could write in at LockdownSocks at gmail.com. This is Lockdown Socks. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LockdownSocks. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Again, on Monday, we'll have the mailbag. Get your responses in, 312-566-8727, or write in LockdownSocks at gmail.com. Go make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I will talk to you Monday on Locked on Socks.